Welcome to the Black Heels and Tractor Wheels podcast, where we are sharing stories from a range of women from around New Zealand. For nearly a century, Rural Women New Zealand has been dedicated to strengthening and supporting women and children to become empowered members of their communities. We hope that by hearing these stories from inspiring women all around the country, you'll feel inspired yourself. We're your hosts, Emma Higgins and Claire Williamson, and we'd love for you to join and subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss our rural stories. Today, we are speaking to Chelsea Miller, a self-proclaimed advocate and an owner of Grassroots Media. After previously working with FMG and AgriHQ, she stepped into her boss lady role, building her own business from the ground up. She's going from strength to strength in the business world and most recently won the emerging business category last year at a very own NZI Rural Woman New Zealand Business Awards. We are so excited to welcome Chelsea onto the podcast today, where we talk about gathering your tribe around you, creating a special team culture, and telling epic rural stories. Firstly, I'd just like to welcome you to the Rural Woman New Zealand podcast and say thank you so much um, for joining us today. And we know that it's been a wee bit of a bumpy road to get you here, given that we've had some health issues from our end. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for giving up your time, Chelsea, and we will not take up too much of it and hopefully you will enjoy it. <laughs> you know, thanks for having me and inviting me on. I'm really excited to see what you guys do with this. It's really cool. You just to cast your mind back a few years um, to your childhood and sort of early teens and tell us a little bit about some of your experiences growing up where you grew up, um, your family, and kind of how you got to where you are now, just in a bit of a nutshell, and then, yeah, we'll we'll ask some more specific questions about your current business a little bit later on. Yeah, awesome. So uh, I grew up in Whanganui, so, you know, you get plenty of uh, crap about coming from Whanganui, but I can tell you it gave me a pretty good foundation to, to where I am now, and I haven't moved too far from home, to be fair, even though I've been all over the place. So yeah, I uh, grew up on a lifestyle block. So we had uh, 22 acres back in the day when acres was a thing and hectares wasn't kind of the standard thing that you would use to describe your uh, little farmlet. Um, (laughs) But we uh, we were living next door to my uh, cousins, so my grandfather's family farm. So I was very lucky to kind of get an experience of heading out in the Land Rover and seeing him work. And it was a dry stock farm. It was sand country, lots of forestry and that sort of thing. And so my kind of connection to the land really came through uh, his work, to be honest. And then obviously growing up on uh, the lifestyle block, I was a huge uh, equestrian Mm -hmm. fan. And um, yeah, I've, I've ridden horses all of my life. So that was kind of my connection, I guess, back to the land at that point. And yeah, I was probably more into my sports than I was into, uh, you know, anything agriculture when I was younger. Um, there wasn't really a lot of support around in the, the early teens. And, um, you know, as a, as a kid, you kind of just got out and did stuff, you know, you played outside and, uh, you know, you got muddy and you got dirty and, and that was kind of what it was. So, yeah, I guess, you know, the influence really came from seeing what he um, was doing. And then, you know, from there, it kind of just grew. 
Um, and so where did you go to high school? Was it in Wanganui as well? Yeah, I went to Wanganui High School. So their, uh, their public high school there, which I think was about, uh, what do we have, 1,800 students when I was there. So it was huge. And did you um, go to university, first jobs, etc.? Yeah, so uh, I went to Massey University. So that was kind of the turning point for me into the uh, food and fibre sector. I picked up an applied science uh, degree there with a focus on agribusiness. I really wanted to go into agriculture and the lecturer just looked at me and said, mm, good luck being a woman in the agricultural space. I think you're better off doing agribusiness. So here I am. Um, but yeah, it was... It was quite tough. Um, I didn't have that farming background that a lot of them had. So it was a pretty steep learning curve. Um, but, you know, there were subjects that I really enjoyed. And that kind of led me down a garden path of uh, supply chain and logistics because I was pretty good at it. And my results said that I was pretty good at it. And I thought, hey, there's a career in this. It'd be quite cool. Um, and I made the unfortunate mistake of moving to Auckland, the one city I said I would never live in my life. Um, the unfortunate you know. mistake. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it definitely was. Um, I followed my heart, put it that way. Um, I wasn't going up there for a career. Um, and then that ended and my career ended and I came home. So yeah, I spent about two years up there. Um, and I can tell you it is the rat race that everyone describes it as. And when you're fresh out of university, if you're trying to make some headway in an industry that is dog eat dog it is really really tough um and to the point I was just like you know what this isn't for me I really am the country kid and and I need to come home and I was kind of lucky enough to land a job uh with NZX Agri so they were formerly CPL and um and now Global HQ uh and so I landed a job with them uh selling advertising actually but it was kind of as I think about it it was really the kickstart to my career and into the agricultural space. So speaking of that kickstart um what can you just elaborate a little bit more around what really encouraged you to make that switch from from being an employee to being a kick-ass boss lady and starting your own company? <laughs> yeah um to be honest it was it was always I guess a pipe dream of mine is that I wanted to be this consultant and kind of helping people like I've always had the 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 heart of I've always got to help someone else I always want to help someone else you know it's a it's a joy that I get when I see someone finally get something that I'm teaching them and and be excited by that and so for me I wanted to help um, people and so consultancy was kind of the way I was going to go but you know I got into my career and I didn't really think about it any further and um, it was actually two women from the Agri Women's Development Trust Escalator Program back in 2015 who pushed me, I guess. You know, they were on their own journey of self-discovery and and I just kind of happened to be taken along on that one evening. And um, I call it red wine and a dinner party is the story um, because that's exactly what happened. Um, ended up in a bar at, um, called Juniper in Wellington and, and crashed their dinner with very strict instructions from Lindy that I was in a circle of trust and then you know nothing in the room was to go out of the room which you know to this day it's still a circle of trust so that's awesome but yeah they really influenced me because they said why why are you working for someone else when everyone is coming to you as the rural social media expert everyone flocks to you for advice so why are you not out there doing it yourself 
And so I guess they continued to challenge me on that throughout the evening. And yeah, I kind of, I talked to my partner at the time and I said, you know, this is kind of what's going on. And, and I guess I just had the support encouragement around me that said, well, everything that you kind of put your hand to, you, you are successful with, which was, you know, a nice big pat on the back, but also kind of like a bit of a confidence boost. Like, yeah, okay, I can do this. And yeah, so I kind of started working in the background while I still had my job at FMG to, you know, put the plans in place. Really, the two catalysts was uh, the Kellogg's Rural Leaders Program, uh, where I went in with the idea of setting up my business via a business plan, and that was going to be my project. And then um, I entered the Innovate Manawatu Business Idea Competition, and I actually went in with a completely different idea. Um, but out of that whole process of um, business development, I discovered that actually there was a real need for a social media company that focused on the food and fiber space because at the time we were pretty terrible about sharing our stories. And so I kind of six months of absolute craziness. Um, and on one October, I made the leap to, to go self-employed. I love this. This is such a cool story. I Isn't it amazing when other people believe in you and look at your idea and say, hey, just letting you know, you're so good at this. Please keep doing it. And then you go, oh, actually, yeah, all right. Maybe I'll make it a thing. So that that's so neat. Um, really, really impressive. I think one thing that we have loved hearing about on this podcast is around mentors and champions who have helped you throughout kind of your time, um, not just in business, but I think also perhaps in those early days as well. And I know myself, I've had a couple of of amazing champions and we would love to hear about yours if you're willing to share. Yeah, totally. Um, Gosh, that's actually quite hard because you kind of feel like you might miss somebody out, um, (laughs) to be fair. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it it started with um, Michelle and Tanya, you know, they they forever accredited with helping me get kickstarted and those the two women on the Agri Women's Development Trust um, Escalator course and and they do stay in touch still and you know they always come to me and go right what are you doing next you know what's the next thing and and how are you going and that's really cool to have this support six years on. Um, I've got a couple of people that I do rely on um, to kind of give me advice especially when it comes to running business in the entrepreneur space um, and that's James Bell Booth who mm-hmm. is um, who actually was the co-founder of Sprout, who I still work with. Um, and he's gone off to found his own company, Earshots, uh, which is a Bluetooth um, earbud, which is designed for kind of adventure sports and um, mountain bikers and that sort of thing. So, mm-hmm. you know, he is a man of, of full of knowledge um, who carries a lot of empathy in the work that he does. And so, you know, if I've got a, an issue or a challenge or genuinely just want to have a coffee to moan about things that are going right and wrong, um, he's always there. So he's been really instrumental in kind of keeping me going, which has been cool. And then on the other side of things is that, um, you know, just from a, a running a business, a team culture perspective, but also um, the governance side of things that I'm really interested in, um, Giselle McLaughlin has been a huge influence in that space and is always willing to give advice. Um, it was really funny. She was, uh, I was working with her um, with a company that she was uh, an interim CEO or general manager for. And I just walked into the room and I burst into tears and I said, what is it with you? I said, every time I'm in your presence, you, I said, you don't even say anything to me and I'm in tears. 
and she just has this overwhelming like I don't know what it is but this aura about her that just wants me to like tell her everything and be like just help me (laughs) so it's just Mm -hmm. a crazy relationship but she has been amazingly supportive um you know throughout the journey and and to be fair I have a fantastic team you know like I go off on a whim and do some crazy things and my team is forever helping support those ideas um and so that's been really really crucial to the success of the business ultimately because it is all about the team. Um, I might be the face of it and, and the founder of it, but you know the the grunt work is really done by them, and and that's what keeps us going because they're just as passionate as what I am about it. So speaking of a team, then, what are some of the qualities that you look for when you're hiring someone to be a part of your um your baby and your team? Yeah, this one is uh, quite interesting actually because I think um, you know we're. We are a very tight-knit team. We are still small in the scale of business. Um, and, you know, it really is our work family. And so for me, I just, I get genuine feelings about people when I interview them. And it's, it's for me, it's really more of a gut um, reaction than it is necessarily the answers to the questions that I might be uh, presenting to them. You know, I always throw them some curveballs, you know, and to really get them kind of thinking logically about some of the things that might come across their desk. But yeah, it's if you've got the right skill set, then it really comes through in, in the way that you present and communicate yourself. You know, I will know if you're gonna be right or wrong. And I think I've learned that because I've hired the wrong people in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, and I haven't seen the commitment that I guess I, I want, you know, I, I expect a lot. So I kind of expect them to be able to handle that. Um, and I've also surprised myself. Um, and I think people have surprised me. Um, you know, I've hired them going, oh, I don't know if I've made the right decision. And then within the kind of welcoming, warming team environment we have, they've just absolutely flourished. And that's, that's been really awesome. Um, And most of the time people come to us and I don't know, I don't know why. I think a lot of people see the culture and and they want to be part of it. And I love that because that's exactly what we're about. But, you know, we had someone just last week saying, hey, if you guys ever need a hand, like I would love to work with you, you know, and to me, that's a good sign of, of a business well built. I I totally share as a small business owner on a couple of fronts, I totally share what you're saying there around getting the right feel for people and Gosh, when you make a mistake in a small team, it's really hard, but it does teach you so much about what you need in your team. And I think that's that's really awesome. And I think leaning on from that, um, I'm always really mindful, I'm sure you are too, about being a really good boss. How do you think your coworkers and your colleagues would describe you as a boss? it's so funny because you guys had pitched that question to me prior to this podcast and I was like you know what I'm not going to answer that I'm going to ask them to answer that so I actually went to my team and said righto like give me your honest feedback um so I have a couple of lines from the team which I'd like to share because I think this is the honest truth rather than actually coming from the boss lady um so one of them said mostly decisive which is fair um (laughs) forward-thinking quick-witted and friendly with a healthy dose of not taking any bullshit today apology for the swearing but that was the exact words um also strikes fear into the hearts of her employees when she types hey dot 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 so that was quite funny 
Um, supportive, <laughs> inspires others to be their best self, authentic, easygoing, and driven. So that's from the team. Um, not high from praise, Chelsea. My... That is high praise. I think so. <laughs> I don't have a company, but if I was to own one and this was the feedback, I would be very, very happy with that. <laughs> yeah. um, Put yeah. that in your pocket for a rainy day. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I will, right? You know, especially last week. My goodness. But yeah, yeah. No, they are, they're awesome. They're an extremely supportive team. And, um, you know, I think, like I say, they're willing to to try everything and anything once um, for the business. And, and that's a huge, huge thing to, to keep us ticking over. Yeah, it is. So you have achieved such a big amount in your career in, in such a short time. And you know, we've talked about your company a lot, but you've also won some accolades around it as well. So New Zealand um, Rural Women Business Awards. So the NZIA awards that we have each year, you won the Emerging Business Award for that last year. Um, and also you're in, I think you were a finalist, were you? And the Woman of Influence um, Awards as well recently. So, you know, you've, you've obviously got um, a, a lot of people highlighting you as a business to watch so I really would like to know what has been your proudest moment so far whether it is about business or whether it's about you personally yeah that's that's a huge one um yeah thank you for recognizing uh the the accolades um like I say it is about the business not about um the person albeit that uh the rural woman uh, sorry, the woman of influence um, with yeah the two categories there was about the person, but that was very early on. I was only six months into business at that point, um, and yeah, so so that year was was pretty big um, because I was also semi finalist for the Young New Zealander of the Year, kind of just scraping in with the young word there. Um, so yeah, I I have a very good friend who was like, you need to be nominated for these, and I'm just going to do it, and you can just sign off and say yes. And I was like, ah. Okay, got no choice in that matter. So, <laughs> you know, she deserves high praise for making me. So funny. Um, so, yeah, I think, um, yeah, my proudest moment is, you know, I think for me, it is probably the fact that we, well, right in the middle of field days, actually this year celebrated six years in business. Starting a business isn't easy. It takes a lot of energy. You do need your support crews and you need to be able to actually bow out at times um, and say, this isn't working or, you know, I need a break or actually we need to regroup, you know, um, you need to pivot often and change your direction. You know, there's there's so many things that you are constantly managing, you know, even just to send out the invoices on the 20th of the month on time, like, you know, it's, there's a lot going on um, to actually keep the business afloat, but also to grow the business. You know, I've had this desire for a couple of years to grow the business and uh, we did at the end of last year. And then we've kind of scaled back a little bit and, you know, I'm, I'm constantly looking for like how I can make the the business just that little bit bigger and that little bit better. And, you know, and there's been a lot of changing factors in that as well. So, you know, awards are great. Don't get me wrong. Um, you know, the team absolutely loved being part of the Rural Woman New Zealand Award. And, and that was like the icing on the cake for us at our, at our five-year milestone mark. So it was amazing to celebrate with with other women doing some phenomenal things in, in our sector. Yeah, just to have the business going and still going well you know at six years to me that's got to be the proudest moment yeah that is that's amazing I I actually remember really taking note at the 
the business awards about how incredible your team was and they were all there you know and that must have felt really cool for you to stand up on the stage and have everyone really really stoked for you so that that's really special and I think also when you talk about that growth of your company and wanting to make it bigger I think a lot of that is around impact and about being able to help more people grow their businesses and tell their stories so really interested to hear about what things you enjoy most about working with mostly rural-based companies and people? Because they are quite different to some of the more, I suppose, urban-based businesses. So it'd be great to get your insight into that. Probably bar our intern, to be fair, have deep roots in the food and fibre sector. And, you know, for us, it's just like we, in fact, actually, it was a client that said to us, uh, well, I guess that, you know, you are part of our communications team now, so we should be sharing this particular lot of information with you. And it was that comment that reminded me of why we were here. Uh, we have an amazingly privileged position to be a, a cog in a lot of companies' marketing and communication strategies. You know, we do become part of their team and a really essential part of their team, and they treat us that way. They don't treat us as if we're a contractor. They don't treat us as kind of the subbies, you know, like we actually uh, get the respect of an, uh, an equal team member and, and we get the opportunities. And, you know, our, obviously our delivery of work today has been pretty good because people continue to come in the door, you know, and it's because of that recommendation of, oh, I was talking to this person and, and you need to talk to grassroots media or, you know, dropping us a line and saying, hey, look, I've just been talking to this person. I've recommended you guys as a, you know, as a business that they should use. So they should be in touch, you know, and it's that sense of community. We get that within our sector. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And I don't think you get that anywhere else, having been part of a couple of other industries. Like I mentioned earlier, it's dog eat dog, you know, and, and there's a little bit of that. Of course, you've got to have some healthy competition, but I feel it's co-opetition rather than direct competition, mm -hmm. you know, and, and that that real community feel, you can't get that anywhere else. And and that's awesome. We've just you've just begun a new word, Chelsea. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so final question from us. This time last year, well, it was almost a year ago that we met at the NZI Rural Woman New Zealand Business Awards. We're keen to know from you, what does the next 12 months look like for Chelsea Miller and Grassroots Media? Yeah, great question. You're two days too early. We have our <laughs> team planning session on Thursday. <laughs> but look, I think one of the big things, which, you know, we mentioned in our award was that we are really keen to get a, get into the community a little bit deeper than probably what we have been able to in the last 12 months or so with, you know, the dreaded, dreaded word that's still floating around. So you know, for me, I really want to focus on our sustainable development goals, which are kind of the foundations to some of the operations in the business and really see our team get out there and, and start influencing whether it be, you know, life on the land or whether it, um, you know, it be looking at how we can, you know, contribute to period poverty or something like that. You know, we are an all-woman organisation and, and that has um, kind of just happened by default. Um, but, you know, there are things that mean a lot to us. And I think for me, I, I really want to see that part of the business grow. Obviously, we want to continue to be delivering, you know, a fantastic service to those clients who come in the door and, you know, we've had some that have stuck around for a couple of years now, which is amazing. Uh, and obviously, we want to continue to deliver that. But, 
you know, there's there's just a little bit missing of the icing uh, on top of our cake. And that is really about giving back into that community just a little bit more. So I'd love us to, to do a lot more in that space, um, really see it grow. And I think from there, it's, um, it's going to grow our culture. Um, it's going to grow our passion even deeper. And it's going to make us a lot more aware of some of the challenges, um, you know, and also the positives that are kind of happening in our sector at the moment. Because, you know, in a job like ours, you can get stuck behind the computer screen really, really easily uh, and kind of just take media's word for it. Uh, you know, but I think the more we get out there, the more we're going to understand it and yeah, the better job we can do for our, our clients. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, thank you so much, Chelsea, for your time. We're very excited to continue to watch your journey, um, both you personally and professionally as well. Um, and for our listeners out there, the NZI Rural Woman New Zealand Business Awards, the applications have just closed, um, but keep watching for how they unfold in November for the new winners of all of our different categories. So thanks again, Chelsea, for your time and we look forward to speaking with you soon. Rural Women New Zealand is a community of like-minded women who are doing amazing things in their respective regions and communities. This podcast celebrates the achievements, successes and stories of our rural women, which are also the foundations for our organisation's rich history. We want you to be part of our future story. So please join us by clicking on the link in the show notes and we look forward to welcoming you into the fold. Mm -hmm.